Welcome to the Melanin Money Show with your host, George Atchampong and Carter Cofield. We're on a mission to decrease the wealth gap by $100 billion and in the process creating 100,000 new first generation millionaires. And we want you to be one of them. So listen to our show for weekly tips on personal finance, wealth building, and entrepreneurship as we help you navigate your journey to your first $1 million in net worth and beyond. What's up, family? Welcome back to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. Uh, so we have another special guest on because you and I have been connected on social for a while. Yeah. And we've been tr- we've been meaning to, you know, connect in person. Been trying to get with you. Been trying. But hey, listen, now, but now, now you're here. Now we're here. <laughs> right. Uh, welcome, Lindsay, to the show. How you feeling, Lindsay? I'm feeling great. Feeling great? I'm feeling great. Feeling amazing? Always. She brought us some gifts, y'all. You know what I'm saying? She, she must have thought... You know how they say the camera adds 15 pounds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, I made a mistake. Yeah, my seat. I'm just giving giving her a hard time. We're just giving her a hard time. They were quality, though. I give her that. Very quality, but nah. But Lindsay, so glad to have you on the show because uh, what you do, speaking of creating legacy um, and transferring wealth, right, is kind of the essence, right, uh, of what you do at the core. And so the reason why I wanted to have you on the show from an objective standpoint is that you know, this, the concept of life insurance, I feel like has just gotten like, for lack of better terminology, bastardized, right? It's, it's so many opinions. There's so much stuff out there right now. Yeah. And so, you know, I just want to be able to have a really just like uh, an educational conversation to help people understand like, like the power of life insurance, what its true purpose is, how you can leverage it, how you can maximize it. What are some of the myths that you hear online that people think about? But like, let's just kind of get into it. But before we do that, so tell us a little bit about you, your backstory, and how you even got in the space of doing what you do now. Okay. So yeah. my I've been in this industry now 14 years. Mm-hmm. I have been a licensed agent since 2010. Um, funny story on how I got in this business is mm-hmm. I used to be in the entertainment business doing okay. marketing. Had a yeah. styling agency, all these different things. Yeah. And I went to Howard and have a degree in finance. So I've always been into money, how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, but what ended up happening is obviously when the market crashed and mm-hmm. they were cutting marketing out, that's the first thing that goes. Right. Everybody wants sales, but they get rid of marketing first. And so I thought that I needed to get into a space that was recession proof. Mm-hmm. And finance always is recession proof right. because people always need to check on their finances, whether things are going up or down. Mm-hmm. And That's how I ended up getting into the life insurance um, industry. Mm -hmm. And the thing about life insurance, nobody ever says, like, I'm going to, I want to wake up and be a life insurance agent. Actually, a lot of people look at it almost as a scam. Mm -hmm. But if you really know the industry, the financial Mm -hmm. services industry, the most millionaires are made from being in a financial, in the financial industry. not, I'm not talking about people who own businesses, but just people in general who right. are millionaires and people just don't understand the space. Right. So I got into this space because I thought that this was going to be a space where I didn't have to clock in. I was going to be able to make whatever I wanted to make based off of what I do. And I've mm-hmm. always been a person. I've never had a nine to five job. Always wanted to be able to make money based off of what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and now after listening to you guys, processes and everything and scaling, now I'm on something else. <laughs> yeah, but you just want, you just want I, some masterclasses. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm on something else now, yeah. but yeah. that is why I originally 
got into the business. Got you. Yeah. And so I feel like people understand it from a conceptual level, right? Life insurance is, you get it, something happens to you, your family's taken care of, right? So like from your, if, if someone didn't know anything about life insurance and, and they're walking into your office and they say, hey, I've seen all this stuff online about life insurance. I, I just had a new baby. I'm a successful business owner, sole owner. I mean, sole a provider for my household. I'm married, trying to set the whole that whole situation up for you, right? Like, what is the conversation that you would have with that person about life insurance and the importance of it and the role that it could play in their life? So the biggest thing that I do that I think is probably really different from other mm -hmm. agents is I'm going to put this in a perspective that this is going to be a financial tool for your life in in general. Mm -hmm. So first we're going to step back and ask I always ask what's your goals? What mm -hmm. where are you now and where mm -hmm. do you want to be? Yeah. So I need to know what is it? Are you planning on starting a business? Are you planning on investing? Do you own real estate? Mm -hmm. Um are you in debt? What does the expenses look like in your household? Mm -hmm. What would you like your kids to do? What do you want to leave them behind? What's the legacy you want to want to provide for your family? And from there, I'm mm -hmm. now going to put a strategic plan together. Because what people don't know about insurance is it's called life insurance because you actually can use it while you're alive. Mm -hmm. It's not just something where when we die, we get paid out. Right. But when we talk about us... As a people, the problem is the disconnect with life insurance is going to be that they haven't ever received any money before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I actually never thought about that. That's yeah. why. Okay, That's that the so disconnect. If you right. think about other cultures, they're getting money from grandparents passing away, great grandparents passing away. Yeah. We are not yeah, receiving the money because we're almost the first generation that's really starting to Figure say, let me get this insurance policy and keep it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we're also one of the biggest communities to purchase life insurance over five and six times because we keep letting it lapse mm. and so we keep getting less and less of a death benefit because we're getting it at an older and older age and it's costing more and more money so now we're really not leaving nothing behind Right. so what I say to this family that comes into my office is I say we're going to put a plan together and we may not be able to do everything today but we're going to start the plan. And as your income grows, we're going to grow our process. We're going to grow the insurance that matches with that. And we're going to cover all your goals and make sure that we're creating assets for you and your family while you're alive and when you die. You know, it said you should get a health checkup at least once a year. My question is, when's the last time you had a financial health checkup? My guess, it's probably been a while. And that's why we created the Wealth Health Score. Whether you're financially out of shape, or financially elite, the Wealth Health Score is gonna tell you exactly where you stand and what things you can do to get into the best financial health possible. So visit MyWealthHealthScore.com to get your score today. Yeah, yeah. And I think that yeah, what you just said is remarkable because I don't think I've heard anybody else say that the reason why our culture is so against life insurance is because we never received it. Right. Right. Like, so we don't have an emotional we, we, connection. Yeah, we don't, we don't believe that it could actually work for us. And that just for me, so my father passed away when I was 16. And I'll never forget. Um, he had the life insurance to his job, which is a trash plan. Yeah. So it was like $25,000 in life insurance to pay for his funeral and to get split up amongst three siblings. Right. So we got like $4,000 each. And right. I was like, my What's father this? just passed like a fourth of it. I'm doing right. $4,000. You know what I'm right. saying? And so 
I just realized that the prior reason why I was jaded, um, to, you know, to, to think that life insurance wasn't something that was immediately necessary. If I would have got a hundred thousand, if we would have got hundred thousand dollars each, yeah, it would have been a different story. Imagine getting a million right. tax free, tax free a check. Your bank account might have been at five grand. It's at a million and five grand. Do you understand? I think we're not really letting people feel. Mm-hmm. What it would be if this was to happen. Because I've had people say to me, nobody left me anything. So mm-hmm. I'm not leaving my kids anything. And I'm right. like, mm, crazy. what? Yeah. what? Yeah. Because I don't understand. Just because you didn't get the feeling, why you don't want to leave the feeling behind? Right. Yeah. So I think that one of the other issues are there's too many people talking about life insurance that are not licensed, don't know nothing about it, mm-hmm. have not experienced receiving the money, and they're giving these opinions and people are thinking that they're facts. Right. So one of the things, because I have a mentorship where I mentor agents, and one mm-hmm. of the things I teach them is, listen, you want to treat these people like as if it was your family. And so if that's the case, you need to make sure that they understand the feeling of what they're doing, what this is going to do. And so one of the things I think with all of these opinions, you got people telling you buy term investor rest. You got people telling you you don't need insurance. You have people saying insurance is a scam, all of these things. And I, you know what I tell them? I say, guess what? That's your family and your issues. I'm going to tell you this. When I pass away, mm-hmm. my daughter's going to get over $8 million dollars. Mm-hmm. In life insurance money. Mm-hmm. And she also has her own policies that were going to be paid up that my grandkids will receive money for. Mm-hmm. I've used my insurance when I've had hardships. I've used my money to renovate my house. Mm-hmm. I've used my money for so many different things. She's about to go to school. If I need to, I will dip mm-hmm. into it. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. So I've experienced it. So mm-hmm. I don't understand what's the scam part about it. Right. I don't understand why you would tell me to buy term and invest in rest when half half of us are not investing. Right. They're buying the term. Yeah. They're not doing the other side of it. Mm-hmm. So that's why you can't tell our community that because right. they don't understand investing. So even they see all these things about doing everybody can't have a George mm-hmm. in their pocket and be able to because that requires minimums. And a lot of people don't have $250,000 minimums to dump into an account every year. So they got to figure it out themselves. And that's where I come in as a life insurance agent, as a broker. I come in and I tell them, listen, we can do all these things that you want to do, but it's going to take some sacrifice. Mm -hmm. You have to pay a premium. Right. You yeah. got to stop telling me that you want $200,000 in cash value in your policy next year with a $100 budget, $1,200 a year, $2,400 yeah. in two years, and you want a $200,000 return. Yeah. As, mean, as a new kid say, the math ain't mathing, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not mathing. Yeah. I mean, George, if you know something... I, I, nah, I mean, I if you know something, let I, me know. I, don't know no I got twelve hundred. Yeah. <laughs> all, all I know is but that all I don't I know. know about it. <laughs> yeah, but I, here, here's what I think the disconnect is. Honestly, Lindsay, I think where the disconnect is, you know, and this is in all of our industries, not just life insurance, but if people get on the internet and they'll they'll speak to all these possibilities on what can happen, right? And so, so on the show, I would love to break this down. But like, you hear people say, if you get a policy and you structure, you get a properly structured life insurance policy, but no one ever talks about the, the proper, proper structure. structure right? <laughs> right? It's like, okay, well, show me, don't show me the illustration on the theory. Because I actually come, I started out on the insurance world. I was right. a top agent for Mass Mutual. They still use my name to recruit black people to this day, right? But 
my point is, it's like, if we can just educate people, right, beyond the sound bites and like, hey, yes, life insurance can be a powerful tool. Yes, you can use life insurance to become your own bank. But here is what it looks like. Because people are so misinformed and they don't understand. And it's not about, it's not bad that there are premiums associated with it, that there are fees associated with it, because that's anything. But it's like, let's not oversell and undereducate, mm -hmm. right? So what I would love for you to do is to break down how the policy needs to be structured, right? And what it actually looks like to leverage it in real life. I love that because you're right. People just need to know the steps. Right. So if you are looking to get a become your own bank, infinite mm -hmm. banking, this concept, mm -hmm. the first thing you need to understand is it's going to require a commitment. Right. It is life insurance and you must pay for the premium. Mm -hmm. There are two policy types that you can use mm -hmm. to do this concept. It's either going to be universal life or it's going to be whole life. Mm -hmm. Now, both of these types have multiple variations and some of them are going to get you to your goals faster but again mm -hmm. goes back to budget so right. you're going to first choose either you will mm -hmm. or you're going to get a whole life policy okay after you do that you're going to want to maximize this policy's cash value growth so that you can reach these goals mm -hmm. so that means if your premium is let's just say 200 a month maybe you're going to dump in 350 a month because you're trying to maximize the growth and the cash value. So that means, again, more commitment. The more commitment you give, the more money this policy is going to grow. But there is something called a MEC, a modified endowment contract. Right. Yep. So if you go over this number, that means the IRS deems this... Uh, Ta an investment mm -hmm. and it becomes mm -hmm. taxable. Mm -hmm. So we want to stay under the mech if you are somebody who is going to use the money. If you're mm -hmm. transferring wealth and you ain't touching it, then it doesn't matter if the policy right. makes. Mm -hmm. But if you want to use this, this policy, then you want to make sure we stay under the mech. So we're yeah. going to do we're going to overfund this policy right under the MEC. So your insurance agent should be able to structure the policy mm -hmm. and be able to make certain amounts of money be able to be dumped into the policy. Mm -hmm. After that, we're going to take money out mm -hmm. for things that are going to be an asset. Mm -hmm. This is where people get it wrong. Big facts. You have to take the money out. Let's say you're purchasing a property that's fifty thousand, mm -hmm. and it may need twenty thousand in renovations. So you're at seventy thousand. So we borrow seventy thousand from the policy, mm -hmm. and now we sell this policy six months later for one fifty. You need to pay the seventy thousand back. Mm -hmm. The goal of this thing is to repeat the process as you keep adding on assets. You're you're growing your assets, but your policy is becoming whole. Yep. So mm -hmm. you're creating a bank per se, but the bank has to be funded. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so the problem is, is people come to me and they say, hey, I want to create a bank, <laughs> but I have $50. Well, your bank is going to be relative to this $50 you have. I can't create you a $500,000 bank with a $50 commitment. Yeah. Right. It has, it's relative. Now, the thing that happens in this policy is if you have time, mm -hmm. which a lot of people, everybody, we don't have time. Everybody wants their money today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you have time, then it will compound year mm -hmm. after year and it will look really nice later on. It will mm -hmm. be two, three times what you probably put in. Um, your death benefit will be more than way more than what you put in, mm -hmm. but not in the beginning. Yeah. So there are policies that you can put money in and mm -hmm. get 85 to 90 percent out in year one. 
But what will happen with those policies if you don't put it the money back? Mm -hmm. It will end. Yeah, it will come, and it'll, that money will become a taxable event. Exactly. Yeah. So you can use the tool immediately. And one mm -hmm. thing I want to say about that is, if you're doing that, understand that it's a percentage of the money. Right. So you have to have the money. Yeah. So if you needed a hundred thousand and the percent is eighty eighty percent, then you needed to put almost one hundred and twenty thousand in there. Right. Yeah. Could you imagine having a financial coach that at any given time you could ask your questions in real time from a real expert and get real advice? To be honest, Pocket Advisor is the flagship feature, in my opinion, of the Melanin Millionaires Club. And when I originally created this platform, for those of you who may not know this, Pocket Advisor was actually the name and the primary feature back in 2021. But when I rebranded to the Melanin Millionaires Club, I knew that no matter what we added or changed, Pocket Advisor had to stay because we have democratized financial advice by giving you access to a real financial expert in real time. There is no other financial education platform that you'll find something like this that's actually backed by a financial advisor one of the top 100 in the nation, I might add. So if you're looking to get financial education in your pocket in real time, head over to melaninmoney.com forward slash join to learn about Pocket Advisor, as well as all the other great benefits and features that you can find as a part of the Melanin Millionaires Club. Can't wait to see you inside. I, th I think the biggest misconception that, that cause people to look at life insurance as either a scam or something they don't need is they're expecting a miracle. And I think if you adjust your expectations to reality, it'll make the reality seem real. Because people, like to your point, I want to, I'll put $3,000 in the policy. How am I, do I got $15,000 next year? No, you don't. <laughs> right. you would, if you put $3,000 in the market today, whether <laughs> right. real estate, right. invest, like you, that's not going to happen. So I think you just come up with realistic expectations. And one thing that we say, we joke about, but it's real, it's real talk. Like, in my opinion, don't become, don't try to become your own bank until you have money in your actual bank. Right. Like, right. like if you don't got money in your you chase bank account. Right. Like, don't try to become your own bank over here because you just prove that you can't even keep money bank keep Listen, any money in a savings account. Getting returned checks. Okay. Crazy. You're trying to set up. I've had people try to set up policies where they're trying to create a hundred thousand dollars in one year and mm -hmm. then it's bouncing. Yeah. How do you have a premium for $2,000 a month and it's bouncing? Something's not right with yeah, your right. financial plan. Why yeah. would you set yourself Thought up for, for something yeah. mm -hmm. for $2,000 a month and you don't have this it. money in there at least for at least for six years? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. For two, why would you set yourself up for a plan like that? And right. so I think the other issue is you have agents and you know an agent is like a client in the beginning. They don't know just like the client don't know. <laughs> I tell, I'm telling you, when yeah. I train agents in the beginning, <laughs> no, seriously, yeah. they don't understand the products either. Mm -hmm. They're learning too. And that's, I think that's the problem with the industry though. I, and no, no offense to the life insurance companies, but like 
the you don't need uh, education to sell life insurance. You need to get your life. You need to get your license, right? But then when you start with the company, you just go out and start selling. They just put they you should, out there. They should make a requirement for you to understand the policy inside and out. So they do have a process where you got to go through, but you know how that is. Yeah. You just got to learn enough for you to be able to pass yeah. this test, yeah. and then you're good. But yeah. that's not reality. When you go out and you talk to clients, mm -hmm. you're gonna deal with something different with each client. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So only experience can teach you that. Right. Why, that's why it's very... When I started out, I had a mentor out the gate. And he was a multi-million dollar agent. Mm -hmm. And he taught me so much that the company never taught me. Right. To this day, the companies have never taught me. And I'm a broker. So that's why I've set up the mentorship. Because the game that I give these agents, they don't learn it at the company. Mm -hmm. And so now they're able to do a better job with their clients and yeah. be able, you have to educate the client. Because you know the thing, what I, like for instance, me personally, I'm not a, U, a UL lover because mm -hmm. I don't like the unknown. Yeah, me neither. Right? I'm a whole life person. But, I'm not pushing you on pushing that on you as my client. As my client, I'm telling you facts. Whole life is a guaranteed death benefit, can have dividends, fixed premium. UL is a flexible premium, no guaranteed death benefit, no dividends. So I'm telling you facts. Both of them you can overfund. Both of them can be for retirement. Both of them can do everything if you structure it that way. Mm -hmm. The issue is I don't want the unknown of the non-guaranteed death benefit. Mm -hmm. I don't want the un unknown of not knowing what the cost of insurance is. Right. As a client, you really don't know that. Yeah. Right. So when I sell you a UL, and I'm telling you, and it, it, I don't do this, but agents do this. They sell you a UL, and they're going to tell you, you're going to have $200,000 a year in retirement. And guess what? Retirement comes, you don't even have $50,000 a year. You know why? Because you didn't put in the extra money. Mm -hmm. The cost of insurance raised. Mm -hmm. The index didn't perform like it said it was going to perform. The illustration was on 8% and it performed at 3%. Right. So I'm not dealing with that. Okay. But that if you if you go online, that's all you see. IUL, retirement. IUL is the best. IUL. But the client doesn't understand the micromanagement that needs to happen to have an IUL. You need to know the target premium. Mm -hmm. You need to overfund that target premium. Because the years that the index don't do good, guess what? You didn't make enough interest to build that policy to keep it. And index, the index universal life only guarantees you to age 90 if you don't touch the money. Yeah. If you touch the money, it's not guaranteed to even age 90. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I constantly have people reach out to me. They're 80 years old. Insurance is done. Mm. I've been they'll, they'll tell me hey I've been paying on it for 40 years that's why we think it's a scam because guess who that happens to us yeah. you know why because our agents yeah, are not and, keeping and, up and with the our the problem is I think the agents need to look at themselves as financial advisors and actually have an ongoing relationship you want the ongoing premium for your client because every time they pay their premium you get your kickback mm -hmm. but you don't want to you don't want to treat them as a client so George if, you're, if you had a client that was had a retirement goal, mm -hmm. and they were behind in their retirement goal, you would hit them up, you know, yearly, like, hey, your retirement goal was this. We based it off this performance. Performance mm -hmm. is down. Right. So if you want to keep the same goal, you need to invest this amount more, right. but the agent doesn't go back and tell They're the not, not at all. But, but this is why. How many agents are no longer in the business after a year? 
90, 90%? <laughs> 99% of yeah, them. Let 90, me tell you, yeah. when I got into this business, I started my training with 626 agents. Do you know, that was in February. Do you know that by the time I took the test in October, it was eight of us. Do you know by the time it was the next year in 2011, mm. it was two of us. It's still only two of us out of that entire group. So what <laughs> that shows you is you yeah. might have wrote them business. You wasn't even in the business a year. Mm -hmm. So it's key for you to have when when you're a client. Yep. You should absolutely say, why are you in this business? Mm -hmm. You need to you need to ask your agent, yeah. why are you in this business? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is this a career for you? Right. Yeah. It, I want to know if you're going to still be here. How right. long have you been in this business? Do you even understand the three types do, of do insurance? You have, do you have insurance? Do you, do you have the yeah. policy that you're trying to sell yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is another thing. And yeah. that, and see, that was a, I started out with New York Life, right? And New York Life, one of the things, you know, that's a lot of people that don't look like us work for New York Life. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things they would say is everybody needs to buy a million dollar whole life. But, you know, a million dollar whole life, I was 27 at the time. I think mm -hmm. it was maybe like $600, $700 a month. And at mm -hmm. the time, I was like, I can't afford that. I'm going to buy a million-dollar term for now. Mm -hmm. But after being in the business for two years, they were like, you got to get your million-dollar whole life. Like, what you doing? So I finally, you know, brought into the million-dollar whole life. But most agents are not making enough money. And, and don't get me wrong, a lot of agents, it's very easy to make minimum six figures in yeah, this business. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, easy. Yeah. That's easy. You don't have to do anything. But- they're not doing nothing. Yeah. But they're not even making that. <laughs> right. And so because of that, of course they can't afford a million dollar policy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You understand? So how are you going to sell it? Right. How are you going to sell it? You don't, you don't even have it. You don't believe in it. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like so many real, 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 uh, realtors that don't need they don't, they don't even own real home. They don't even they own, own real estate. Right. Yeah. They don't even own homes. They, they telling you, you got, it's your, 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 your home was your biggest investment. Okay, bro, where yours at? Yeah. Right. Yeah, so yeah. it's very and, interesting. And part of it is on the consumer to ask those questions, right? When you work with an uh, accountant, you need to ask them the questions that you need to know. Are they going to actually be a good accountant? If you work with a financial advisor, ask them the question. So I think it's just across the board that... Um, both sides have to take responsibility because mm -hmm. we don't... We can't... If we want to build generational wealth, we cannot continue thinking the way that either our parents did or the generations before them that everything is a scam because it didn't work for you. You think investing right. is a scam because your family never reaped the benefits of investing, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, I think it's up to us. Or to, because you lost your money, you think it's a scam. Right. Well, you didn't lose it, but you probably pulled your money out <laughs> at the wrong time when the right. person right. who advised you told you not to do it. Or, or, or listen to somebody on the internet who told you to buy uh, uh, some crypto that you didn't know about yeah. and you lost it or, buy NF, or worse, buy NFT uh, or something. So. Yeah. What is what is the one of one of the most impactful stories you can remember uh, from somebody that benefited from life insurance? So I got this client, and I always mm -hmm. use this story because I think he did exactly what the model of create your own bank is, okay. which you don't see mm -hmm. too often. Um, had a client five years into the policy, he reaches out to me. He's like, "Hey, Lindsay, you know, I'm trying to. I've been driving the truck for another company all these years, and I want to get my own truck. How do you think I could get the money?" Mm -hmm. And I was like, and he's he's asking me because my clients I build relationships with, so they call me for everything, for a cake. <laughs> they call me. So I was like, you don't need a loan from the bank. I said, did you check your policy to see how much, 
you know how much money that you've built in your policy? Mm-hmm. I said, you have a pretty sizable policy. How much do you need for the truck? So he's mm-hmm. like, I just need 15K. And I was like, oh, okay, let's take a look. So we look. He has about 22000 in the policy. He borrows the money. Mm-hmm. He buys a truck. A couple months later, I seen he put the money back because, you know, we see you can yeah. see people's yeah. cash value. Um, and then he purchased another one. And he now has a full-on multi-million dollar truck business. He has brought over 15 trucks. And it started from a life insurance policy that he honestly was just getting to protect his family. Mm -hmm. He really wasn't even getting it for the cash value purposes. Mm -hmm. And he was like, Lindsay, you don't understand how you changed my life. And it's something so simple. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm happy that you trusted in me to have a conversation with me before you was about to do something for your business right. because he might have went to the bank yeah yeah and been paying the bank back interest and you know and wouldn't have had possibly had the same result yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so what do you say to people who say why would i save money in a cash value life insurance policy when i can save money in the bank oh i hear that all the time so first of all it's two sides Life insurance is a dual product. One is protecting your family. So if you died, is the bank account going to pay the death benefit to your family? No, it's going to pay exactly what you have in it. So if you have $100 in it, your family's going to get that $100. Mm-hmm. But that $100 that you've been putting in your life insurance policy might be a $100,000 policy or might be a million-dollar policy if it's term. Mm-hmm. So I would say, one, that doesn't provide any protection. But two... You get compound interest in your life insurance policy. In the bank, even if it's a high yield, and we're talking now, you Mm. might get 4.5. Some. What is the average insurance on a whole life policy right now? The the average yield rate. Oh, right now it's about 6%. Most of the companies are doing about 6%, 6. Do they typically try to adjust and correlate with, with just rates in the market? No. When I say rates in the market, I mean like the interest rate market. No. So... Typically, the interest rate is really based on the financial status of that company, mm-hmm. which is why you want to be with a better life insurance company mm-hmm. rather than one that's not doing so well because right. they, they're not going to have the same rates. Mm-hmm. Um, so typically, you do it does matter in insurance with company that you're with because the return could be different. Are you an aspiring first-generation millionaire? who's looking to march towards their first 1 million in net worth. If you are, then I strongly encourage you to consider joining the Melanin Millionaires Club. Inside the Melanin Millionaires Club, you're gonna get access to a complete library of elective courses that will help you navigate towards your journey of your first 1 million in net worth. You're gonna receive access to My Wealth Health, which is a dashboard that allows you to track your financial progress in real time. You're going to get access to live workshops and masterclasses, and you're going to get access to our past library recording of all of our masterclasses and workshops called Financial Clicks. Not to mention, you're going to receive access to our flagship feature called Pocket Advisor, where you get access to a financial coach in real time. This is by far one of my favorite features of the platform, and there's so much more. All you have to do to learn more is go to melaninmoney.com forward slash join to see how you can take advantage of all these benefits and become a first generation millionaire. See you inside the club. Okay. Okay. Got it. So the average uh, return is about 6%. Mm-hmm. Um, the the max you're going to get in a 
high interest savings account probably right now is like maybe 3.7, maybe four. If yeah, I mean, you, I could, you have so you could have some high yield savings accounts that might brush up against four and a half, but now the interest rates are going to be moving in another direction. Yeah, probably and, three. And, uh, do, do you know if the, the, the interest rates are locked on the policy? Like if somebody gets a whole life policy, does the interest rate adjust based on interest rates? No, it, ju it adjusts. Oh. But um, even I'm going to say since 2010, the lowest I've probably even seen was about four. Like in the earlier years, yeah, yeah even, even since 2010, I got my first policy in 2011 when I got in industry. Uh, it was like the lowest I saw was like four hundred four. Yeah, I haven't seen under five percent. I yeah. mean, maybe 2014. Mm -hmm. Like it's been pretty steady in the six, and you know, in that range of six point mm -hmm. one, six point two. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I would say it's pretty steady. And and here's. Because I used to be against it for a while. I actually got my first, like, cash value policy last year. Mm -hmm. um, cause and you didn't go through me. I didn't know you back then. Now I know you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think it's it's really helpful for people who can't take risk. I know a lot about finances, so I don't care if the market goes down 10%. I'm not mm -hmm. going to sell my investment. So I would rather have the upside of the market going up 30% like it did last year. Mm-hmm. But for people that can't take the downside, they also should not try to enjoy the upside because they're going to just take their money out at the perfect wrong time. So mm -hmm. I think for people who know they can't take risk, a life insurance policy could be a good vehicle for them to park money in because they get the guarantee. They get the guarantee rate. It's very mm -hmm. stable. Yeah, yeah. But like you know, if you if you want if you want guarantees, you have to pay for that, and mm -hmm. which means you just won't have the upside, right? Right. right. But then you at least protecting your money. So 100%. I think there is a place for it. I don't think they're like because some people like all either all in on life insurance or all against life insurance. I think it's a it's it's a necessary tool in your financial plan. I personally don't think it's the only tool that should be in your financial. And plan. I think that's and I think that's the issues with most agents, right? So it's like you, for example, when we first met, you know, you out the gate say, "Hey, this is what I do. This is what I don't do. This is why I want to connect and collaborate." Right? Some agents try to will try to fit a, a square peg into a round hole mm -hmm. and tell you this is the only thing you should only have life insurance is better than every other investment. Um, and to someone who doesn't know the financial markets or whatever, they're just gonna believe that, right? Um, and so I think the best world is where you understand that it's not. It's not either or, it's both and. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank right? you. That's exactly what I was thinking. And I was going to say that because I hate the fact that people feel like they need to choose. Mm -hmm. It's not life insurance or an investment account. It's both. You mm -hmm. know, it's not a real estate investment or a business. It could be both. And mm -hmm. I think that if we can understand that you got to do what's best for you. If mm -hmm. you don't like real estate, then maybe you don't get involved in real estate. Right. But Life insurance is a way for you to leverage your money. It is mm -hmm. a stable, uh, it's pretty much a stable policy. Obviously, right. you know, in life insurance, there are policies that are actually in the market, like mm -hmm. the VUL. Mm -hmm. um, and that is in mutual funds. Right. And you can actually choose mutual funds. So you, But it has a downside, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, yeah. but it does still have the insurance protection. But I think that if you're an investor and you're okay with doing the market, then you don't need to really mix your insurance in that. You can just get your insurance for your stable side. Mm -hmm. You can have your invest, your brokerage account or your managed funds over here. Mm -hmm. I don't think you need to choose one or the other. I think it's it's a, a both. Yeah, yeah well, I think one of the best illustrations of having both is the buy, borrow, die strategy. Have you heard about this? Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. So it's like you, if you, you say, say you buy a bunch of real estate, you buy, a, you know, a million dollars. My bad, y'all. Um, I, should, I knew that was coming. Um, let's say you buy a million dollars worth of real estate, right? And then over your lifetime, let's say you pay down 
half of it by, by, by the time you're like 60. Mm-hmm. You can then borrow against the $500,000 equity in mm-hmm. your property and you can live off that $500,000 tax-free. And then you use some of that money that you borrowed against, which is tax-free, to fund a life insurance policy of a million dollars. Right? Then when you die, first of all, so you lived off that $500,000, let's say for the last 10, 15 years of your life. And then when you die, the life insurance policy that you pay for their kids get that million dollars life insurance policy. They can right. take that million dollars, pay that property off. Now you just pass down a million dollar property to your kids mm-hmm. and you got to live off the equity tax free. So it's a strategy that um, you buy the real estate, you borrow against the equity. And then when you die, you use life insurance to pay out the to pay out the um, debt on the real estate property. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It could be a good way to like use life insurance, but also mm-hmm. still stay a real estate investor mm-hmm. so you can have the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yep. I think a lot of real estate investors don't really like it's one or the other. They like insurance or they don't. They like it and they're using it or they don't like it because they feel like they can make so much more money in real estate. Mm-hmm. And so they don't really feel like, well, I don't need it. My, yeah. my When I die, my kids are going to get the house. The only thing that I say to that is... Mm-hmm. You know real estate is a process. Mm-hmm. It depends on the market at that moment. Mm-hmm. It, you may not be able to sell today. You don't right. know. And still taxes got to get paid. Mortgages got to get paid. Everything still has to yep. get paid um, while they're figuring out this process. Right. Depending on if you have a trust or a will or whatever, um, it takes some time. And I do feel like having some, I always tell my real estate investors, have some cushion life insurance money to be able to leave to your family while Mm -hmm. they figure out if they're keeping it, selling it. Because when people are in distressed situations, Mm -hmm. they make crazy moves and they lose money. So if they have the life insurance to hold them over while they're figuring out, because just because Mm -hmm. you have money don't mean that your family members can afford the taxes and everything else that's going Mm -hmm. on with the properties when you pass away. So I do feel it's a safe haven. But of course, in that case... Mm-hmm. You don't have to get cash value life insurance. You could get a guarantee you will mm-hmm. and pay. It's way cheaper. Yeah. And right. you know, and you'll cover whatever needs you have if you don't really need the right. cash asset. Gotcha. 100%. 100%. What is one of the biggest like I won't say horror stories, but like situations where it's like man, a family just didn't have this in place and it just mm-hmm. really really like made it really hard for them, right? Because they didn't listen to you or you just learned about it on the back end and just like, mm-hmm. and it kind of convicted you even further as to why people have to have life insurance as a part of their strategy. Have you ever been chilling on your couch and you were maybe trying to find something to watch on TV, whether it's Netflix or Hulu, Amazon Prime, Stars? I mean, there's so many streaming services nowadays, right? Um, maybe you've already binge watched that favorite series and it's over and you're just trying to find something else to watch. But imagine if you spent that energy trying to find creative and impactful content that can help you level up your journey towards your first one million in net worth. And that's exactly why we created Financial Flix, which is a complete library of past workshops and masterclasses where you can learn different topics across personal finance, wealth building and entrepreneurship on your journey towards your first one million in net worth. So head over to melaninmoney.com forward slash join to learn about Financial Flicks as well as all the other great features that you can find inside of our Melanin Millionaires Club. Can't wait to see you inside. Well, a really sad situation. This happened early on when I was in the business and Mm -hmm. um, made me really tell people about not waiting. 
Yeah. It was a family. They were both doctors, mom and dad. Mm -hmm. They had um, three children mm -hmm. and they were about to go on a vacation. And they, for a while I had been talking to them and they wanted to get the insurance. Money wasn't an issue. They both was making over a million dollars a year. Mm -hmm. But it was just a time thing. It was a getting to do it. And it's a putting it off because you think I'm good. Yeah. Um, they were in their 30s and mm -hmm. they... You know, obviously, a lot of people passed away in a car accident. Mm -hmm. They went away on a road trip, and both of them died. Wow. Guess what? Kids kids wasn't with them. They mm -hmm. Just the parents went, and the kids was in private school, all these things. You know how yeah. it is living at that, that lifestyle mm -hmm. level. They had no insurance. They didn't have a will. They mm -hmm. didn't have a trust. They had nothing put together yet. They thought they had time. And this is the key mm -hmm. issue. And guess what? Everything changed for that family. They were reaching out to me, the the family, because they we had been in talks for a while. We didn't sign any paperwork. Funny thing is, before they left, I said, you know, we had already discussed what we were going to do. Mm -hmm. And they were like, what's time we get back? And I was like, well, you know, you guys could sign before you go. But this was before we had EAPS. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So I had to physically go and see them. Uh -huh. And so I was like, you know, I could come over there. You guys can sign. So mm -hmm. at least if they give you the first payment, if they were to die, the insurance company would have had to pay that money out. Mm -hmm. They were both getting a two and a half million dollar policy. Mm -hmm. And so long story short, they didn't sign. So I didn't have their first payment. So it was nothing I can do. But those kids, you know, they ended up having to go live with the sister. Mind you, the sister has no money. Mm -hmm. They so just because like I tell you just because certain family members are doing well doesn't mm -hmm. mean all the rest of your family members are doing well and right. those kids took a complete turn for where they lived you know they lived mm -hmm. in a nice neighborhood they were in a all of that gone mm -hmm. nothing yeah I think the reality that people don't want to face is that when somebody dies you have enough pain to deal with you don't want to have money financial distress right be one of those things that that ends up have you have to think about imagine it. being that child yeah yeah i mean you spoke on you know your your father passing away yeah. but losing both of your parents yeah. and having to leave your home leave your school not being those activities no more and as might, a child that's the, like the it, end of the world and now the kids don't believe in life insurance because right they it didn't help them out. So why? Like, how do I know? They probably think, well, they were talking to somebody about life insurance, but it never got set up. So life insurance is a scam, and it it, it just perpetuates this cycle that we were just unfortunately talking about. So, um, I I just think it's something that people need to really take a good look into. And especially like I'm in my thirties, I got my policy last year because I thought I had. Thank God I have some time, but I think the time piece is something that people just need to uh, understand. It. No, no, Soon no. as a child is born, they should get insurance. But the parent has to know that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Soon, imagine... So I want to give you guys an example of a policy I did for somebody recently. And this child is going to be so set, beyond set. Now, it depends on the kind of commitments you can make. But this particular person, I gave a five-year-old child. Mm -hmm. It's a million-dollar policy. The annual premium on the policy is seventy three hundred, but it's a fifteen year pay. So the parents only paying it to fifteen. So by the time this child is twenty, it's mm -hmm. going to be paid up. It's going to be done. Yep. The parent is going to pay about one hundred and ten thousand dollars over the course of this fifteen years. Okay. But by the time this child is sixty five, has two point eight million dollars in the cash value. Mind you, the parent 
paid one hundred and ten thousand. Yeah. Okay. By the time this child is eighty five, it has four point two million dollars in cash value with a death benefit of five million dollars. So what it essentially did was the parent is leaving a legacy to the grandkids right. of five million dollars. The child will be able tax to free use money of tax free million from $110,000 of a commitment that was made years ago. But in addition to that, this is why time really mm -hmm. wins in life insurance mm -hmm. because you have all of this time. Right. Now, the child, by the time this child is 30, can buy, I think it was about four or $500,000 in there by the time the kid was like 30. Mm -hmm. um, and so... It, almost anywhere, they can definitely put a down payment on some sort of home. Yeah. Right, right. So you're going to put your kid in position to be able to have the down payment. As you guys know, mm -hmm. the average family, that's what they struggle on when they're trying to purchase a, pop, um, purchase a house is the down payment. Yeah. That yep. and the credit. But I'm not going to be in debt because I have this policy. I'm also not going to not have the down payment because I have this policy. Do you have mm -hmm. to borrow, do you have to have credit to borrow against your life insurance policy? No. There's no, no credit check? It it's just like, with, it's just like, okay, yeah, I thought that's yeah. what I thought. Well right. So these are the things. If this kid wants to start a business, mm -hmm. so there's so many things just because this, this parent committed to this. Now, everybody can't commit to that amount because that's mm -hmm. like seven something a month, right? But right. even if People we divided it, college all the time. divided by seven though, and say you're going to do a hundred dollars, Divide all those numbers I did by seven. It's still, still yeah. a, a significant amount of money. Yeah. Right. But you just have to have the foresight, have to have the literacy and the commitment to be willing to do it. I mean, I feel like we talked a lot about the power of insurance and how that can create generational wealth if you know what to do with it, which I think is a perfect segue to, you know, the question we like to ask all of our guests on this show. So with all that you've seen and, you know, what people, the power of people, people have been able to leverage life insurance, the things that they've been able to do with it, how they're planning to create generational wealth. What does being a melanin millionaire mean to you from your lens? I feel like that means for me to be able to have a chance that wasn't really given to me mm -hmm. as a child. It, it's something that now with the knowledge that we're able to, to gain today, mm -hmm. Um, that we really didn't have access to when we were younger because our parents kept finances a secret. Mm -hmm. And now I feel like the information is out here. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm able to really have way higher expectations of what it is that I want to do, yeah. where my finances could go, how far I can scale, mm -hmm. um, and the chance that my child is now going to have because I'm so much smarter than maybe what my mother was and not to right. say it like that because she's a smart woman but yeah. ju just yeah, being yeah, literate yeah. And, mm -hmm. and having access to information yep I feel like now we have we have hope right like mm -hmm. what Ms. Business said we have hope yeah that we didn't have before big facts okay yeah like they say if if, if you didn't come from a good family let a good family come from you. And you oh, I love that. And, and we and we truly live in a great society when a man or a woman plants a seed for a tree whose shade they'll never sit under. That part now. Okay, no. Hey, listen. Somebody put a beat on. Somebody put a beat on. Now, Lindsay, uh, it was a pleasure uh, getting yes, to connect. I mean, you. getting to connect this way, right? Not only getting to connect, but also having you on the podcast to finally shed some light on how this thing is actually supposed to work. Uh, I think this will open up a lot of people's eyes 
to not be intimidated by life insurance, not be afraid of, and understand how it can be a tool while you're actually living when you use it the right way. So guys, make sure that you subscribe to this, our, our channel, leave a comment, let Lindsay know that it was a fire episode. Go follow her, tap in with her, and um, also tune into the next Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. We hope that this episode was inspiring and gave you some tangible nuggets that you can walk away with and implement in real time. If you found this episode valuable, please like, subscribe, share, and consider leaving a review of this episode on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Until next time.